Hey, welcome back to uh, the Future of Supply Chain here in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Daniel Pickett. I'm the Chief Technology Officer of Freight Waves, and I'm here with Garrett Wolf, the Chief Strategy Officer of Trump. Hey, uh, welcome to Cleveland, Garrett. Well, thank you. It's nice to be back in Cleveland. It's nice not to be 108 degrees like it is in Texas. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the weather here could not be better. Um, so la last time we got together, we were in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, F3 Festival. We were talking about fraud and and kind of maybe it picks up a little bit when the market softens, rates go down, people get a little creative. Uh, what, what are you guys seeing at, at, at Trump Pay in, in terms of fraud and kind of the, the latest trends uh, year to date? Yeah. So um, when we got together in Chattanooga, I think the conversation around fraud was starting to pick up quite a bit. And you know, I think we started to see the market turn down. Uh, and so I think some of the questions always are, was this fraud always there? Or is this new fraud to the system? What's going on? What's changing? Why is it, why is it growing? And, and we certainly see it at Triumph Pay, but just kind of our business, we also see it because our customers are telling us about it and they're feeling the pain of it. And so that's kind of where we get involved in all this. And I think um, some of the hypothesis, it's kind of hard to know exactly why things are going, but as, as freights come down, um, people are probably more protective of margins. Brokers are probably less forgiving of maybe fraud that was kind of always in the system, which makes all the sense in the world. But I think what's happening now is you got a few other things. One, I think that there's just a significant amount of visibility into how fragmented, how in many ways archaic this industry is, but how much money flows through this. So if you're a bad guy and you want money, this industry is probably one to look at. And so, you know, everyone needs to be on high alert, right? But I think um, when when the freight market has come down, there's fewer loads, there's less kind of average invoice prices is down. People have to make ends meet. So everyone that bought trucks at two times the normal price, you know, insurance rates continue to cry, climb when fuel was high. Everyone's just trying to make ends meet. And so, sure. you know, it's not necessarily my job to judge, but I think there have been a lot of trucking companies that have been in a situation where they're trying to make payroll. They're trying to make ends meet. And, you know, trying to pay, we, we think about things kind of in three overarching buckets. There's good carriers. And those are the ones that, you know, we, we want to make sure our brokers can load and, and pay on time and pay quickly there's bad brokers, which you just want to keep out of your network altogether. And right. there's no better time than right now to, to keep that capacity away because there's plenty of it. But then there's the situationally dishonest carriers. And, and those are the ones that, you know, they might look like a carrier that's run really well for you for three, four five years, but, but now has started to do something just because they've been forced to. And so I, I do think in aggregate it's picked up. I think some of it's always been there, but certainly you also have the organized crime factor. It's just easier and easier every day for someone overseas to register an MC and, and, and start going. So it, it, it's all picking up, but for a number of different reasons. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I, I think most people are kind of familiar with the your garden variety fraud, your cargo theft, your, your kind of hostage loads and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you know, we, we, we've heard about a lot more double brokering that then, I mean, it's always been, like you said, it's always been there. It, it's picking up uh, other than kind of the, you know, the, the service level stuff. What else are you guys seeing? Are there, are there any new trends in, in kind of the scams that people are trying to pull? Yeah, I think that there's, um, there's, there's some that, that people are becoming more familiar with where, you know, there, there might be a, a degree of separation between the carrier and the broker put in place, meaning that there are, there are a few factors out there that exist, you know, transportation factors that, that largely exist to shield double brokering activity. And so um, some of what we see is, is those factors trying to establish themselves and shield some of these carriers. So we watch very closely the fraud that could exist 
um, in that way. You know, certainly double brokering. I think we'll talk about that in a minute. But one of the biggest ones that we see is it's it's just an unfortunate reality in today's world. But credentials, online credentials, username and passwords. Um, everybody, most people probably here do the same thing, but they use the same username and password everywhere, right? So they'll use it on the load boards. They'll use it with Try and Pay. They'll use it with you know their brokers. And what ends up happening is someone in the supply chain will have a security breach and those credentials um, will will be taken. And, and you've got the master key now. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we see it all the time. We actually have an info security team that in the cyber team that's buying credentials off the dark web to retire them. It's, it's, it's a, a very sophisticated operation that's going on. But what happens when they have those credentials is anytime someone's got an online profile where their payment terms can be updated, that's that's one of the big attack vectors of these folks, and so they'll sell. Change my routing numbers, kind of a <laughs> yeah, it's a red flag. And so you know, we um the, the the way that we do it because we're a bank and because um we we take fraud very seriously. Not that everyone doesn't, but um it is not just enough, in my opinion, to check and make sure that the bank account is a valid bank account. It's not just enough to do kind of a penny test. I think the the way we take it is. These are good bank accounts. They just happen to belong to a bad guy. And so, you know, for us, what we've had to go to is all the way to making sure when a new bank account comes to us, there's hundreds of them a day. But we go and look, who owns the bank account? Are the people that own the bank account in a leadership or authority position at the trucking company? It's it's incredibly important to to check that. We make sure has that bank account been established for a while? Um you know, people will open up new bank accounts. They're good bank accounts. They don't have any bad marks, but they're brand new and they've been opened for the sake of stealing money. Um, and then we go and just make sure that there are not a lot of non-sufficient funds. There's no kind of OFAC. There's no sanction screenings that that hit. And so anyways, one of the biggest ones we see is just carrier credentials that are exposed in a hack, which we hear about all the time, unfortunately, in this industry, then get used around the ecosystem to go and try to steal money. So that's one of the biggest ones that I think we're seeing. Yeah, that's, uh, and you know, you point out something that's really important here, and that's that, you know, the bank DNA of Triumph. Know your customer has been a thing in banking for a long, long, long time. I, I used to work on kind of the data science side in, in another bank of of trying to find these sort of things. And so it's, banks have had a head start on on transportation companies in this, right, for sure. Um, but I want to talk about, you guys announced a partnership with Highway. I saw some of the guys over here at a booth. So uh, Jordan Graff used to be with you guys. Uh, Mike Kilkanian and Reed used to be uh, with us, so clearly they've got good good DNA there. I mean, the, the parents are solid. Uh, tell us about that partnership and, and what's happening there. Yeah, and so um, obviously double brokering is kind of the topic du jour, or I guess the topic of every day, unfortunately. Um, but what we would have is 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 we we make payments on behalf of hundreds of freight brokers every day. Um, and And what we would see is we would have one of our freight brokers who would, for one reason or another, find out that a carrier is double brokering. And they would call us and they would say, hey, please stop that payment or please pull that payment back. We're fortunate that because we're a bank, we've got the opportunity to do that more than maybe a non-bank would. But you know, great if we could pull that one payment back. But what we would do is we would go look at that carrier and they would have payments set to be paid today, tomorrow for 20 other freight brokers. And it just, it, it caused us pain. Like we are a fiduciary, we have a fiduciary responsibility to protect people. Um, and so that that's what started this was just having a macro visibility across hundreds of freight brokers. 
these carriers were burning one broker, but also 20 others at the same time. And, you know, there's a lot of approaches. You probably see them here, you know, all week and in any other conference, but there's a lot of approaches to trying to figure out double brokering, to reports, to score carriers. You know, these are all interesting tools in the tool belt. We, we just have a very unique place. So we're just playing our one lane where we understand in aggregate, we see about 40% of the brokered freight market. And so we know how much freight allegedly these carriers are moving at any one time, not just for one broker, but for, you know, 350 freight brokers. And so, um, that tells a story in and of itself. Um, what we don't really have insight into when what highways uh, set out to do was understand what equipment, what assets does a carrier actually have, own, operate, and insure. And, 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 and those two kind of lead us to a very straightforward calculation. The, the way that we address it is just very mathematically. But when we can see how many loads a carrier is on at any one time, we know how many miles there are from origin to destination. We know that in aggregate. And if you just divide that by the amount of equipment they have, it tells you a story very quickly. If they're moving more than 5,000 miles per power unit in a two-week period, um, there's something that needs to be discussed and looked at more closely. And, and oftentimes it is double brokering. Sometimes it, it is this kind of gray area where there's some leased on type of arrangements that maybe some people are comfortable with, but others aren't. But but the double brokering thing with Highway was to say, we've got a data set when we anonymize it that covers 40% of the brokered freight market. They understand the assets. You have a numerator, denominator, and now you've got an ability to just see what's going on across an entire network. Yeah, yeah. the, the data does not lie. It uh, doesn't. Uh, so um, hot, hot trend this year, and I can't go 10 feet without being asked about it, chat GPT, large language models, um, certainly uh, makes it pretty easy to generate convincing uh, text or, or you know, code or whatever. How, how is that going to affect uh, what you guys are doing? Is it, is it a weapon for the bad guys? Is it a weapon for the good guys? Both? What, what's going on? Yeah, well, hopefully it, it trends over time to be in favor of the good guys. Um, you know, certainly it can be used for both sides. And, and I think that, that we'll just remain on high alert. I don't know that it's going to introduce something that we're not already looking for and that you know, someone trying to impersonate a carrier or try to impersonate a broker, those are things that we remain and everybody should remain on high alert for. Uh, so I could certainly see that. You know, for us to, to, to deploy it to help pull fraud out of the system, as soon as ChatGPT, OpenAI, kind of these things took off, we first said, let's look at this and make sure we really understand it because the last thing we would ever want to do is use our customers' data in any kind of large language model that would that would hurt them. And so we we made a very s strong stance at the beginning. Let's understand this before yeah, we do. Privacy is paramount for sure. Yeah, and so th that's first and foremost for us. You know, I think that we will continue to look at it because it does have some pretty profound implications. You know, we're not we're not in the preload thing where people are 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 price and freight and 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 loading carriers. We're not in the onload where there's track and trace, and there's probably an enormous number of applications there. We're in the post-load invoicing and payments and certainly anything that helps to mitigate fraud and protect 20, 30, $40 billion of payments that we're going to be do, doing annually, we'll look at. And so I think that there is an opportunity, um, but in the interim, we're going to just make sure we're on high alert so that the bad guys don't use it to any effect against us. That's excellent. So um, 
if that's a longer term trend, what what should we be looking uh, look looking to try and pay for for the rest of this year? Yeah. What what are, what are the trends for the back half of twenty three? So it's you know we have a roadmap that's got plenty of exciting stuff that we'll go into a little bit uh, in a minute. Just kind of you know the things that I can share, but but with fraud, I think the one thing we're learning is that you can't predict how they're going to come at you. It is so sophisticated the parties that are trying to commit fraud in this industry. So we will always reserve an amount of kind of mental capacity, but also development capacity to make sure we're staying on top of fraud, finding how they're attacking our customers, how they might be trying to attack us and stopping that. So we'll always be vigilant about about fraud. So more to come on fraud. I think you know, we we are a bank um, and, and there's certain opportunities afforded to us as a bank. So I think that you'll look at, you'll look to us to see some some interesting things around how carriers can get paid more quickly, how they can get paid outside of the traditional Fed rails, you know, ACH wire check, all interesting, but all kind of time bound by when the government Fed rails are open. Unfortunately, the trucking company or trucking industry operates 24 by seven. You know, I think that um, there are a number of other things that we can do with technology that you'll see from us. And then I think you'll just continue to see more partnerships from us as we look to find best in breed that'll provide value to our brokers, our shippers, our factors, and our carriers. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, yeah. As, as always, you guys continue to be a leader in the space. Um, uh, thanks for being here. And everybody, you guys, uh, you guys are out here somewhere. Come, come visit the Triumph Pay guys for sure. And, uh, and, and let's, uh, let's catch up in November at F3 and, and, and let's see if these uh, prognostications about the future came true. Perfect. Deal. Awesome. All Great right. See you, Garrett.